Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stories Around Azeroth. I am Pete, Titans Creed Nethercoat, and joined with me, as always, is one Mr. Frasley, the, the reddish gnome who has not yet become fully mechanized yet. Not yet. I, I, I tried, but it, it cost me an arm and a leg. Every time, every time, a deep sad vision. We are joined by uh, the ever delicious Ali from Dungeon Fables. How are you, my dear? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm perfect. It's, it's late over here, as always, but to, to share the evening in such wonderful company is <laughs> uh, never a treat I'm going to miss at all. Yes. Woo, it's been a bit of a week, really. Uh, hot off the back of um, the Race to World first ending, we've had a, f a massive dump of PTR information. Yes. A lot and to take in. Like, uh, is returning and also... So, I mean, I'm so excited for those two. Frasley, I've told you before, stop swearing. I'm sorry, I just can't help it. Hey, watch your dirty mouth. It's disgraceful. Such a young gnome, such a bad mouth. You learn I learned language? it on the internet. Oh, <laughs> the internet is to blame. But yes, we are back uh, talking about what we've done in our adventures around Azeroth in this last week since we last met. Uh, myself and Prasley anyway. Ali we will get to talk to you about shortly about her bits and pieces and like, what she does and everything else. So we'll start with you, Ali. Uh, what do you do? Welcome, welcome to the show. What do you do, and Hi. what have you done in Azeroth in the last week? Uh, what do I do, like my show, or just yeah. what do I do in game? Bit of both. Uh, start with right. start with start with your show, and then move on to what you've done in Azeroth recently. Well, I do the show Dungeon Fables, where I go over the lore behind the different dungeons and raids in Warcraft, and also the individual bosses and their you know stories and stuff and just kind of bring it all together and have too much fun with voice lines and music and everything and i'm also a co-host on all things azeroth every week so that is a lot of fun as well and pretty great and as for in game this week i don't have flying yet which is sad <laughs> podcasting tends to take up a little, little bit of time yes. but i'm getting there i hit revered with the ancoan last night so that was great. And I'm almost, almost, almost honored with Rustbolt. So, and I've done all the, all the exploring and stuff already. So it's just, I think it's just Rustbolt now I need to work on. So probably this upcoming week, I'll be doing a lot of that. It's been a good week for it, especially with the World yeah. Quest book. Yeah, that definitely helped a lot. Yeah, and I raid on Sundays, so that was earlier today, but we didn't make any progress, unfortunately. Like, we progress in the boss, we're stuck on Zayquil, on normal. Nyquil, more the, as Jin likes yeah, to call it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're more like the, the casual tryhards. And, you know, we're, we're, we're fan, friends and family guild that's been together for a very long time now. So, enough. you know, not the most progressive, but we, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We got him down to, I think, 12% on normal. Oh, so, so for... For my group, that's that's really good. I'm really proud of them. And I got my item level up to 421. Why did you have to go to good. 421? Now can you stop at 420? Well, I was 420, and then and then I got a 435 
cloak. So that's you okay. Get, you want to get to four twenty sixty nine. That's where you want to get to, and then there you go. I well, I passed four twenty already, so I, I messed that up. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, it, it's been a pretty good week. I did Mythic Plus last night, so I got a I think it's plus seven. We did. So I'll have a chest on Tuesday, which should be delicious, and uh, I might start just on my own pugging some heroic Eternal Palace soon, because I, I love my group dearly, <laughs> but I want to progress a little bit more, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that feeling, I haven't had it since back in TBC, um, when it was just like getting into the raiding and then wanting to try and push, and I think I started hitting progression like uh heroic 25s back at the tail end of wrath and then did all that and then my mythic became a thing did that so i absolutely get where you're going from you just gotta see where it bites that bug for you though that's right that's like thing. sometimes because well, i used to hardcore raid back in you know wrath and mm. like half kata and so i still have that desire in me but i don't have the time that's the so problem. i say now that i want to go pug heroic so i can get some of those done but all in reality, I probably won't because I also still want to go level Horde side and I still have ult I want to go play. So. And irons? We'll, we'll see. And irons, yep, I want to get back to my iron a bit. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think I think that's the thing, just finding that fine balance. I, I've started to find an hour or two to start leveling an ult again in a place somewhere, but it's just trying to do everything on the main and then trying to find space for alts it's it's right. very quickly become a not alt friendly expansion especially with essences um yeah there's and there's just so much going on and i mean the the benthic gear helps yeah, no, yeah and you know it's, it's it's easier to get your gear on your alts which is good and personally i really liked the leveling experience so i'm looking forward to going through it again but my main is still my main. Like, I probably won't do that until I get her at least flying. Yes. No, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else you've done in the game this week? That was pretty much it. I did my islands, but I do that every week. So that's nothing too big. Didn't get anything too major from that. Other than, you know, a bunch of Azrite, which is always world, good. World vein pushing, really. Get, get yeah. that. Easy yep, I've got, I've got those missions going on my table, so... Yeah. Oh, there you go then. Mr. Yeah. Frasley, what yes. have you done in game this week? Well, I just got to preface it. Forgive me if I have my short memory and I forget because I'm trying to remember what I talked about last week. But the first thing I think I did after the show was work on my iron. Right. And my iron is now up to 20. So I was working on it. I was, I'm over in the Barrens and I had a moment where I was like, okay. There's two more quests down here. I was getting a little tired. I said, I can try to pick up two more quests. I start pulling, because it's all those centaurs. I hate those centaurs over in the Barrens. I started pulling one of those, and all of a sudden got to the place where if I had not been very careful and kept my cool, because Pete's been working with me on keeping my cool with with, with groups, so Pete, I appreciate <laughs> I'm waiting for so, you to tell me you died on the new Irons character. This is all I'm waiting for. Nope. Uh, Moonster, my fifth iron, is still alive. All Thankfully, right. it was a triumph. I'm making a it, note here. You doing your iron when you're tired is a very dangerous, dangerous game, my friend. Yeah, like right. <laughs> was that I'm the, not... was that the session you were leveling where we looked into if you could take um, allied races into irons? Was that that session? 
Yes, and then we found out that you can... It but falls it, onto a different bracket. Yeah, it's a separate yeah. division. Yeah. So I, I figured, hey, I'm just going to go old school and stuff like that. So I, I did that. And then I've done some, like, mount runs. Like, I got the the black drake, which is 100% drop. But I found out in that one where where you can get the black or the... Twilight. The, or the twilight, you have to do either um, 10 or 25. And I, I already had the Twilight, so I had to go get the Black Drake. And then I went, I went into somewhere, and I got an Azure Drake. And I understand that's a tough one to get, or am I not thinking? Uh, the Azure one is... It's 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 difficult to say, because originally originally uh, Azure would only drop from Malagos 25, but that was when the blue was only available back in Wrath through when they introduced the Dungeon Finder and it was the drop from Oculus and then they later put the blue into 10. So, okay. Uh, the Azure, it's... My only problem with those old drakes is that the armor that sits on the Azure, it's not like armor that we get on the new mounts these days. And I, I'm a big fan of armored mounts. It's just armor is on the model rather than off the model, essentially. Got it, yeah. Yeah. So it's so, textured. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. So, so kind of like a uh, uh, tight-fitting uh, armor. Okay, I got it. Kind of like the, it's the skinny jeans. Uh, kind kind, kind of like clothing on the upper half of a character in WoW. Essentially, it's textured onto the character rather than look like armor. So like like this jersey is spray-on. I mean, this is actually just like a spray-on tan thing. See, it's... Uh, haven't you seen the, if, those, those clothes? If that was the color of your skin, Frasley, I'd be worried about where, what you'd been up to or if you just stood in the sun for half an hour. Maybe, maybe hanging out with some Oompa Loompas? Yeah. yeah. Oompa And besides that, I just love <laughs> Mount Runs. Oh, I've been hanging out with Michael of the Blue Recluse a lot, and through our Love Iron Gnomes, I now have Loremaster of Eastern Kingdoms. Hey, so well done. I got nice. a, few, had a few left to go, and I, I didn't even realize it. All of a sudden, it dings like, I didn't have this before, so now I'm just going to get Kalimdor, and then i got to work on, like, the out... Pretty much all the expansions. I have everything up, like, Draenor and up. I've got all those lore masters, so it's just be, now it's just this, the Kalimdor and then the, the sandwich. So I'm slowly bringing things down. And then, finally, the last thing I decided to go back was go back to Legion content, where I'm so lonely because nobody's out there fishing, but I'm out working on my fishing artifact. Cool. That's nice, yeah. Stuff. Oh, and I I learned a thing about fishing. So when you have the fishing equipped and you have the surface engine, make sure to know that the water, that you don't tr try to jump into the water. I died in the Great Sea. On. Oh, dear. Well, I mean, you're, you're a gnome, so it's probably easy to drown, I would imagine, right? Yeah, but like, I belly flopped. <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> it made it land. So it was one of those... Good old AFK flying is what gets me every time. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I did that. I think I did that yesterday, actually. I think I, I went flying for a rare and I just disappeared. And then I came back and I was just like... Fatigue? Oh, no. And then I was just like dead. <laughs> In the middle like, of the great sea. <laughs> Guess I'll go AFK for 10 minutes with red sickness. And I came back and then an invasion started in Trostwell. So this is all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Mr. Fraz? Nope. Except now in my week, to finish off my week, I want to know what you were doing in your week. Oh, God. I've had a busy week. Um, it turned into a lot busier than what I expected it to be. 
So, uh, I finally, after we finished, I think I went to just, I had some free time, so I went to just do some questing in Drosvar, because it was literally the last one since I've, because I've jumped mains this expansion. I started as the monk, and then I took a break uh, at the end of 7.1, and then I jumped to the demon hunter when I came back, so I had to re-get all my ex reputation to Exalted so I could abuse those yeah. lovely, lovely Paragon boxes. So, I finally got Drustvar to Exalted, so I now have every rep in BFA to Exalted. Nice! That, that was a thing that's done this week. Um, where do we start? Okay, we'll start on Wednesday. Wednesday, we finally got Heroic Ajara down. Congrats, that's big. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus. We did another hard mode Mechagon. We got... We really messed up the it this week and we lost somebody pretty early. So no Immortal Tribe, we'll be going back to that next week. But I got the mount this week. Ooh, so that was good. Nice. Yeah. Um, and that means I've also got rank 3 Vision of Perfection now as well. It's good. tasty. Never going to use it on my Demon Hunter, but I've got it now and it's tasty. Jeez, <laughs> um, what else we did? Uh, today we went in and we did the meta in one run. So that's Eternal Palace essentially done for this expansion now, other than doing the old bits of run for gear. Did Heroic Warfront, and I've had so many mounts this week. It's insane. Um, I'm literally just going back to Mechagon to work on the, the Mechagon meta to get the the other wheel mount. Yeah. Um, because that's all I need. I have all... I got my... I got the last schematic in a Paragon box this week, so that's that done. Nice. And it's, it's just uh, making a load of stuff, doing all the construction projects, and then farm the th three odd rares I need to get. The Arachnoid Harvester for the mount, the Crazed Trog, and if the fun if the Fungus daily is up, I've got to do those for one colour, and then I've got to farm Freezer for a song to get that one done. And then that's the Mechagon right. meta done. And then it's... Oh, I got Blade Master to rank 30 today on Najdatar. Nice. So wow. I'm done with him, and then it's just working on one of the other two now. And get Is 30 the cap? 30 is the cap. There's okay. no reward singular for rank 30, I found out. So uh, when you get them all up to level 10, you get like a reward per per level or per other level. And okay. then uh, and then you get like a, a reward at 15. And then at 20, you get a mount, a pet, or a toy on each one. But then there's nothing all the way up to 30. So the only reward you get for getting your bodyguards to 30 is the rank 4 lucid dream for having all three at 30 that's it so that would be nice it's it's tasty it's a nice little um yeah. extra thing but it it feels slightly underwhelming you would have thought oh i've hit 30 there should be a big landmark a quest or something just to go get something else it's, yeah maybe maybe when you get them all to 30 you'll get some kind of achievement well yeah that that's the the uh there's the achievement called aqua team murder force for all three at 30 that's what unlocks right oh four that's right dream. i remember hearing about that plus it's also part of the the Najdatar meta so right but that's like how many days have got left ones at rank 11 ones at rank 13 so 20, 20 plus days left on that without using the bark per week and getting lucky with the Naga deployment orders. But I'm still, I think, 
I've got four or five of those, so I'm about eight weeks out anyway from getting the meta in Nashtar. So I'm, right. not, I'm not really rushing Nashtar stuff at the moment. Especially since you've got to try and get lucky with all the, the, the item drops for the biggest bag achievement as well. It's been a busy week. I've got 418 mounts now, so only 32 wow. away from getting prepared for 450 when it comes down the line. Nice. Mm. Kill me now. <laughs> Especially when you have to run everything per week. Oh my goodness. Um, yes, that's my week. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. But we cleared Heroic Eternal Palace in one day now, so I, I presume that'll probably move to our Sundays now and we'll just have extra days during the week. So I might get time to start leveling soon. Nice. We... And, and I'll... Go on, no, go on, Francis. Go I'll be Zorch, and I'll encourage you to do your irons because we want you to join the Wild Challenges. Irons isn't going to happen for a long time, my dude. I've got to get all my 110s to 120 first, all right? Okay, yes. Then I've got to make sure I've got their reps done, especially with the Worgen models coming in 8.2.5 so and their heritage. My main is a Worgen, so I'm, like, just ready Ooh, for it. So good. Yeah. I, I've got a rogue I'll be leveling. Apparently, their heritage armor from the rumors is going to be very much like um, Greymane's armor in Heroes, where it's very mm. in human form. It's very sty stylistic with the top hat and everything else. And then when you go, Worgen I figured it was like going to have a top hat. That's kind of like a must. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It'll be really interesting with my female Worgen Druid, I guess. But who knows? Yeah. Um, we might talk about some PTR stuff later if we've got time. Today we're going to focus on Shadowland speculation, especially since we've got Ali here. I thought we'd focus a little bit more on lore, especially regarding one specific dungeon. So last week we talked about uh, all of the maybe, maybe not leaks and all that for 9.0 and what the future can hold. We talked the previous week about what we hoped would be in 8.3 and 9.0. Today we're going to focus a little bit on the Shadowlands because... I think that was the more credible of the leaks that came out last week. Um, plus, there's a lot to it. And I think I've said over the course of the last couple of weeks in bits and pieces that Shadowlands could be probably where we're going. It leaves the old gods in the kind of background to really work and then come back as a big threat and everything else. So, with everything that points towards Shadowlands and everything else, we thought we'd vote the biggest thing that's in the game currently that points towards it outside of... Uh, all the deaf stuff regarding uh, Buon Samdi, big old Bob, and uh, Sylvanas with the deaf stuff is Gorak Tull and Waycrest Manor and pretty much all of Drostvar. So essentially Shadowlands is going to revolve a lot around death. Gorak Tull is the one that says that Shadowlands path has been opened. And then obviously for those that finished all of the questing in all three zones know that we went to go rescue Jaina from the Shadlands as well. So there's a lot there that comes out. So what we basically are aware of is that the Shadlands can exist on uh, a kind of alternate plane like the Emerald Dream from what we've seen so far, which is uh, like just a whole death version of everything. So what are your thoughts, guys? It's Shadlands... What are you thinking? I think it's really possible because if you look in Legion, we had the whole dichotomy of light and void. And they made a big difference about how there's light and there's void and there's a balance. 
whereas with this, we would have basically the concept is Emerald Dream is all about life and Shadowlands is all about death. So you would have, once again, that balance of life and death. And there have been just so many hints and clues and stuff pointing to the Shadowlands becoming more of a thing. And potentially some stuff with the Emerald Dream, depending on how far you are with your uh, Heart of Azeroth, Heart of Azerite necklace. There's a quest with that where you go into the Emerald Dream and do some stuff. And there has been a lot of speculation how the old gods can actually use the Shadowlands to do some of their stuff and get around. And that would also lend itself to a lot of old god storyline. So I think it's really possible. Plus when you do mix in Sylvanas, you know, Helia is a titan with that as well. And it's the more I think about it, the more I think it's very much a possibility. Frosting? Yeah, there's a character in the PTR, and that's why I would say I was using the sensor because I, I don't want to spoil who it is. But there's a character I was talking with, with uh, Plaggy last night about how, if you think about it, that character opens up another type of race and, and kind of that race could definitely be down in the Shadowlands that, that they could use that that we're fighting on Azeroth but then these other people are fighting down there and let's talk about like where does the Forsaken come from so um, for the benefit of spoilers there's a lot of information that's out there right now uh, regarding the 8.2.5 PTR um, I think with the character you're referring to right now um, I think that will be more likely geared towards how the story is going to progress for the rest of the expansion, rather okay. than rather than where we're going with Shad where we're going if we're going to Shadowlands. Um, it's very hard to do without talking about it, but I, while I think it's a good idea, I I think that'll be more of a, a faction takeover rather than uh, a direction of the story. That would make sense. It because yeah, now that now they think about that character and what and what they met in a certain novel mm -hmm. before the storm, mm -hmm. it, it makes sense more as a faction. Now, when you're saying Shadowlands, do you mean like a mere image, like the the in Stranger so, Things? Sh Shadowlands upside down. Shadowlands is essentially a death realm. Okay. Um, yeah. When you die, you're, you're in the Shadowlands. Yeah. So, oh, but demons we, go to the Twisting Nether. Got it. Demons come from the Twisting Nether, yes. Okay. The, the way, but the only thing we've seen of the Shadowlands so far is, and when I say it's very much like the Emerald Dream, what I mean is that how the Emerald Dream is a version of Azeroth without being touched by mortal hands, essentially. It's what Azeroth was back in its primordial time with luscious greenways and, and portals to all the specific... Um, What's the word? Specific life gates, I'm going to say, because that's probably going to be the best way to do it. Whereas the only time we've ever stepped into the Shadowlands was going to rescue Jaina, and that seemed to be stepping through to the dark version of... Uh, Drustvar. Sorry, words escape me. There's a lot of lot of lore and bits and pieces in there that I'm trying to remember. 
Um, so we, we don't know if it's... Because the leak we talked about last week has the Shadowlands as a completely separate map. You know, as a continent all on its own. So Blizzard... It's Blizzard's law. They'll change it as and when they feel like it. But they might be looking at, you know, making the Shadowlands like a separate gateway to, like, say, an elemental plane. We might go through to there. I don't know. It's it's interesting that, as we said, like, there's a lot of things in there that are pointing towards it. The leak could be credible. It could not. There's a lot of things that say it could be. But again, like with all leaks, you just got to take it with a pinch of salt, really. Yeah. When it doesn't come from so. BlizzCon. I mean, I'm just looking forward to... I'm looking forward to... BlizzCon's going to be amazing this year. Like, in terms of its announcements and everything else. So excited. Are you going as well? I've heard... I am. Ooh. I am. It's my first one, so I'm like... That, like, excited, but like a little nervous and just like a little ball of all that together. There's Good. quite quite a few from the podcasting circle I'm aware of that's actually going this year. Yeah. You're, are you going, Fraz? I can't remember. No, sadly, uh, finances and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm having issues getting the the finances. I, I, I have a fund set inside of Simple and, and all that, but it's hard to get the funds. One year, Fraz. We'll all get there. We'll all get there together and we'll all have a beer. Absolutely. Yes. I, <laughs> I think if you're choosing a year to go, uh, Ali, I think this year is a really, really good year. Actually. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, um, Warcraft, Warcraft expansion aside, um, we, you'll probably get 8.3 news there. Uh, you'll have Diablo 4 expansion. Yeah. Uh, Potentially so, Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2, yep, that one as well. Um, then there'll be the standard Heroes and Hearthstone news. There'll probably be more on a on the mobile game front as well. We know they've got multiple. I think it's going to be a very good year. I think the um, the energy is going to be off off the roof this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd like Shadowlands to be. I think that's that's the real question. Because we're, we're essentially at this point, and we have been since the end of Mists, where Mists was a good example of them really using Warcraft to create their... World of Warcraft to create their own villains now. How, not, however, du dipping back into their pool. And that's been so much since the end of... Well, the end of Cataclysm, really. Cataclysm was one of the last great old villains in Deathwing. And not a lot of people knew because knew who he was because the last game he was in was Warcraft I want to say Warcraft 1 and unless you knew your Dragon Lord then you really didn't know who Deathwing was in game right. so then you had your TBC with Kale, Vash and Illidan and then you had Wrath with Arthas obviously but Garrosh was the biggest character that had been in the game and introduced since TBC onwards that was the first big villain that was been created within the game well, other than yeah, I say Li Shen, and yeah, I don't want to overlook Thunder King because that was right. pretty amazing. But what I mean is that it's the first big villain that's been introduced in World of Warcraft that's been pushed through there. So, yeah. but you have to you have to look at how the direction of the story and the characters have been recently. Because if you look at the entirety of progression of the game story, we've gone from 
we've gone from Cataclysm, where the last boss in Cataclysm really opened up the way for the monks to come to the world and the mist to get removed and everything else. But then Garrosh led the way to Draenor and he died in the first part of it. But it opened up Gul'dan, who then Gul'dan led us to Legion and he died in the second thing. And then uh, and then we had Sargeras stick his sword in the world, which started off the next expansion. So what's going to be the big triggering? This is the thing. Now there's been, shockingly, another leak which came out from 4chan and posted on Reddit <laughs> about what 8.3 raid could be. And I actually meant to link this to you guys so you can actually have a look. And I'll see Please if do, I can... I've not heard this yet. Um, it was posted on 4chan and uh, put on Reddit this week. Uh, basically the idea is is that the last raid of the expansion is going to be below Silithus in uh, basically we follow the depths of the sword that's in there and at the core is um, the world soul of Azeroth being corrupted it's all green text and fun stuff. Uh, but apparently it's going to be called the Ruined Cradle. It's a 10-boss raid. And it shows the area of Silithus around Sargeras' sword. The first part of the raid happens in Silithus. And there's a faction fight in there. And essentially it fights. You go against everything that you would think of in that sort of area of the map. So there's Tolvir. There's uh, Silithids. Um, and then there's demons at the end. The only thing that makes this a little bit... Suspicious to me is the fact that it mentions Illidan in the last fight. So, but I'll run down yeah, okay. some. I'll run down some of the stuff quickly. The first boss is uh, the Skyhorn or the Void Sorceress, similar to Alliance or a Horde fight. So, quite similar to say the the champions in Desire Law. Uh, so there we go. The first boss is similar to Desire Law. Alliance will fight Lasand Skyhorn and his tribe. While the Horde will fight Magister Umbric and the Void Elves. It's an alliance versus Horde battle. Second boss is a pure Azerite elemental named Teridus, created to defend the wound from both Alliance and Horde forces. The arena is the first one underground in a new map that follows the sword of Sargeras downward towards the core of the world. Third boss is a machine that creates Titan Forge like the Forge of Wheels, but it's Egyptian and it's very Tolvir focused. The boss itself is True Queen Pato and her Titan Forge Tolvir. During the fight, she'll produce more and more Tolvir to fight. The fight is apparently reminiscent of uh, Will of the Emperor from Mogashan Vaults. And after that, the maps become more Ankuraj-like because we're right next to there, obviously. Um, and there's lots of Titanic tunnels and everything else. So they're probably trying to catch the feeling of what AQ-40 was by the sound of it. If this is true, obviously. Um, the fourth boss is Haroon. And apparently it's the True Forge's mightiest product. Apparently he talks like Mother or about void corruption detected and his alignments moves off. And he wants to purge Alliance of Horde for Alliance and Horde forces who descended into the wound to fight uh, to find the Thanos. He starts the fight like that, but then starts to change into a flesh-based contract. Staying stuff like Cthulhu's will is greater. Again, this is a big pushback to what Nazoff says at the end of the Eternal Palace raid. We're being all eyes are open, so people are assuming that Cthulhu, we're going to have a big thing going back to Cthulhu. Right. Uh, the the sixth, uh, sorry, the fifth boss is Kuraji Empress, Empress Vek U Ulash, 
which I think is meant to be a play on Emperor Vecnalash, the twin emperors and everything else. Uh, and her forces, they've apparently hoarded the bulk of Azerite below the wound to resurrect Cthulhu. Uh, she fights with the team of four battle guards of the Koraji, Samurai, Almatora, Sethura, and Kiriana. The sixth boss is to change the Cthulhu, but the main enemy of the fight is Cthulhu's body. So there are Azerite conduits and Azerite ducks, and the Koraji are feeding his body with collected Azerite. Resurrection is broken, but Cthulhu has one line, you will not stop him. Fun. So, so far, yeah. we've had an Alliance and Horde fight, we've had Tolvir, we've had Silithids. It gets crazier. Um, the seventh boss yeah. is the seventh boss is Nathanos. He's paired right. with something called the Dark Focus. Apparently, he would curse Azeroth's world soul with it, and once it died from the wound, it would become undead, securing the world for the Forsaken in the long run. No idea if he is killed in the fight. He is thought in a room called the Spiraling Pain, which is a complex of tunnels that connects to the edge. What? <laughs> exactly. That that one. It feels like a bit of a reach. That one's not the one also... I find is a reach. It's the next couple. Have... Like, but we also like are missing some story between now and then. Absolutely, so... we've got yeah. all of yeah. eight point two point five story to happen. Right. With, so. Let alone uh, any war story, because if eight point three comes out, there'll probably be a couple of weeks of story leading between there as well to put point A to B. And again, yeah. uh, if you've played the Horde story going into Nashtar, we don't know where Sylvanas is. Ashvane now works with the Horde, and the last we saw of that was her leaving on a boat with Sylvanas. And uh, Nathanos has uh, the Zalataf dagger and has wandered off into Nashtar with a job to do, apparently. So, who knows? You know? Um, the new fap has a fight against a twisting rift, apparently forcefully opened by Malganus under Sargeras. Demons as well in this raid. There's everything. It's what? wacky. Um, under, uh, so Malganus is under Sargeras' command. Malganus is wielding his own heart of Azeroth, the heart oh, of Sargeras. So oh, he God. sat he sat on um, Argus and was farming Sargerite for an expansion then. <laughs> Not Azerite, Sargerite. There we go. And he's yeah. almost at the world soul. The Twisting Rift summons demons, imps, Sargeras executioners, and the big boss itself. Two named Sargeras consulars called uh, Unzeron and Seragon. After this fight, the next area is called the Cradle, and the world soul of Azeroth occupies the southern half of the map, while the fighting arena occupies north. It looks like a bunch of roots. Um, Malganus is the boss, and he uses Sargerite essences against us that are similar to those we got in 8.2. During the fight, the heart of Sargeras is destroyed, and then he starts using Dreadlord skills after it. The fight sounds fine. It's just Malganus is one of the last Dreadlords we haven't fought, you know? And we haven't really seen Malganus since the Broken Shore fight, I want to say. Yeah, there's been a couple of demons we haven't seen since then. Mm. Uh, but apparently the final fight is called The Defeated. Apparently, this journal shows two mobs, the Defeated and an Avatar of Azeroth. Apparently, Sargeras has been corrupting the planet through his blade and has managed to manifest a final Avatar called the Defeated. When he gets into Phase 3, he changes the name to the Lord of the Legion. And in Phase 4, it changes again to just Sargeras. His skills are aimed at the Avatar of Azeroth and you have to protect her from this. And apparently, the fight involves Illidan because he appears as an NPC with abilities in the journal. So, not only do we have demons... Um, uh, bloody what are they Karaji the Silithid we've got Azerite Elementals we've got 
we've got Sargeras and Illidan as well. Um, just to, the last time I saw something so thrown at a wall in case of what everything it could involve was Dragon Soul. That literally had right everything just thrown at a wall of what it could just have in there. You know, because we had we had the the Earth Elemental, then we had two um, uh, two faceless monsters, then we had a random shaman working with the 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 guys, then we had a Twilight Dragon, then we had a tauren on the back of a dragon then we had the back of deathwing itself and then we had tentacle deathwing it just felt so slap through it sounds cool it sounds plausible except for yeah. the end this is yeah. the thing yeah some of those at the end are definitely odd <laughs> the, the only way i could see anything to do with uh sargeras and demons is if the red star in the sky goes out because that's still there from the end of Legion. Right. If that, if that, if we see something about that going out, then yes, I can see something about Sargeras. But the fact that Illidan just randomly appears, I don't get me wrong. I can see Sargeras using the blade to do something, but I can't randomly see Illidan stop fighting Sargeras up on the Titan place to come down back to the planet. It's too early. It's literally yeah. been an expansion, like. Down the line, sure, sounds cool, but and wasn't as... Sargeras locked away with the Pantheon? Yeah, essentially, that's where he's meant to be fighting there. But also, yeah. we were meant to have cleansed the sword with the artifact weapons, so... right? Which is part of what I'm confused about with that, because I mean, granted, I I have no doubt that Azroth was probably corrupted in the beginning from that sword before we drained it but we have since drained it. So unless it's one of those things where the damage was done initially already, like, are they saying it's further? I still think corrupted? the more likely idea is that it will be more corrupted by old god influence. I mentioned this way back right, then. Right, which would make sense. Um, there was, uh, there was uh, an episode we did really close to the beginning, which was uh, a random theory that was thrown out there of how the story parallels Lego Bionicle. And basically, uh, the whole thing about Lego Bionicle was about it saving the world from a big bad demon inside the world itself. And what they did is they captured it inside an item itself and then threw it away, essentially. But then it actually turned out it corrupted mm. the world and they'd taken the, the inside of the world and the good part and put it in this item. Now... We know from the game currently that old god-type levels of power can be put into items. We've seen that with Zalatath, and we've seen it removed. Yes. So, the only way I could see plausibly with this following is that the Heart of Azeroth is what we use a receptacle to actually imprison whatever is there. And we could use it to try and imprison Nazoth. But it turns yeah. out that we imprison Azeroth and the Zoth takes over the world soul and we actually have an old god titan type thing. And then we see the bring back of the titans and another expansion to try and fix this or whatever. Because it's still going to have to sit there and hatch. You know? And then it just yeah. goes on a mission where we... And this is where Frasley got interested because it took us on a journey through space of trying to 
fix Azeroth in the heart of Azeroth and everything else. Yeah, because there, there's so much more to explore in the galaxy. I mean, I mean, there, there's so much that I mean, it opened up a lot, a lot of room for a lot of different things. I mean, hearing oh, yeah. all these planets that are out there, except the one that that Targaryen sliced in half. That that one's toast. Jim would be so proud of you. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you remember right back to the beginning of when they fully announced Heroes of the Storm was going to be its own thing, they actually showed a map of uh, the Diablo world, Sanctuary, um, all the Starcraft, the main Starcraft worlds, and Azeroth sharing the same universe. And you know, that goes back to Overwatch. Because, I mean, if you look at Overwatch with Blizzard World, I, I know that there's a Blizzard Entertainment inside of Blizzard instead of Overwatch making that's how they got Blizzard World there but it would be kind of cool if in a way they were connected even like years apart you know how like Star Wars is technically supposed to be set in our world yeah. just in a galaxy along, along, it's long ago like like we're we are away from them I, I, but it, it, it would be it would be pretty cool I mean and, and you have seen Treasure Goblins come into a crossover in Diablo we in WoW have? that is true that yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting. I think the the future of WoW and its story, if it's written well, could go in a very good direction. Um, I'm just worried if it doesn't go in a good direction, really. Like it. I'm gonna trust that it does, though, because it, we have. I mean, they have Christy Golden on now. True. And at least in my opinion, the story over the last few expansions, or at least the last couple expansions, has been has been pretty pretty good. Yeah. Pretty well done. Mostly hashed out. I, I uh, the big the biggest problem, like, don't get me wrong, individually, the zones are brilliant. I'm not yeah. sure have you leveled both Alliance and Horde yet, Ali? No, I need to work on Horde stuff. The Horde stuff is way more uh, I want to say conductive. It's the wrong word of using. Um, Con connected, um, integrated, kind of they integrate. They, they... It's way more integrated. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so absolutely. We... The the whole story around all three places eventually comes back towards e the end in Zandalar forever. Right. So okay. you go to you go to Voldoon and you help the Volpira, but then there's the un there's an underlying threat while you actually go there originally. And then you go to Nazmir to deal with the blood trolls and everything else. And Zandalar is about fixing all the small pockets of problems around the Zandalari Empire. But all three of those parts all have an underlying story which comes back into one big thing, which is the end scenario for finishing that continent. Right. And that story leads into uh, the beginning raid of the expansion, All Deer. And that feels conclusive whereas with the alliance side we've got drostvar which is its own thing we've got stormsong valley which is its own thing and then we've got um oh my god my brain terror sound terror's guard sound which is its own thing and then the overlying thing at the end of that was saving jaina right and then but we had the whole story in uh stormsong valley which leads into the crucible of storms and the Crucible of Storms has led into the Eternal Palace. So, the only thing I would want is I would much prefer them to have 
one big continent, have the Alliance and Horde start on different sides of it, but then have the overlying story still lead towards one, one goal. That way everybody knows why we're going to the raid. At the end of the day, the Horde are definitely going to go into Aldir because they're like, well, here's the big bad that, you know, we've had a part in trying to figure out what's going on but couldn't stop, and we've had to go in there and, and we sort that. Whereas the Alliance are like, but it's a problem over there, and it's nothing to do with us, and it hasn't bothered us in any way. But if we leave it, it might have to be. Uh. Whereas the Crucible of Storms has been a thing where the Alliance, even though they knew something was going on on that island, we thought we dealt with what was there with the Shrine of the Storm. And then all of a sudden we see Naga coming and we hear of the whispers of Nazoth through the headpiece, which Brother Pike obviously then leads us to go into the Crucible. Right. And the Battle of Dazara Law was just an alliance trying to get a set hold in there, which we learned through the war campaign. You know, that was where the war campaign was used really well to try and get that push hold through. But what do the Horde... The Horde are going to care about Dazara Law, but what do they care about the Crucible of Storms? It's it's over there. It's an alliance problem. The, the only thing is the same It's the same as what Ordeal was to the alliance. It's... If we leave it, it's going to be a problem. You know? And now we're, yeah. both, we're both in Nazjatar, and the story is... Eventually, you know, even though we're Alliance and Horde, it's the same as uh, the Isle of Thunder and the Thunder King. We have to learn to work together to beat the common threat. And even the story of the NPCs in there is that we're having to work together to beat Ashara. And then even at the end of uh, finishing the quest to go defeat Ashara, the the NPCs are talking about, we'll go back to our, our races and talk about what happened here, about working together. Yeah, because it's the only way we can defeat Nazoth and what's the oncoming storm, essentially. And then, you know, it, it works better when there's an overall story we can work together on. Yeah. Even even but... even Mechagon, if you look at it from a, a cynical point of view, has a more thought-through story, and King Mechagon is a more credible threat than anything else we've ever fought against. He has literally got a, a roboticizer to roboticize the entire world. He is a yeah. credible threat, which has been built in in this tiny island. And a comic. Always that the small ones you, got, was you, you gotta watch out for. Yeah, oh, that, that was true. good. True. Oh, it's... Having the entire... It also makes for easier storytelling, to be honest. Instead of trying to write two different stories. Yeah. Right. You can just have one cohesive story that everybody writes for. Because I feel Legion was... was really good on that like everyone was was going through the same thing like we, we were all in the same areas we were all just trying to help it. we were helping our each of our classes take down the, the legion i agree the way i look at legion is the same way i look at colteris and zandalar each little area of that continent had it was confined to its own story and the only time we really saw any of those extra characters was when they did more artifact questing, which is done post-Class Hall, because the Class Hall was the big bulk of your main Legion campaign story. And yeah. then, essentially, what Endgame was at base level was the Nightborn. Nightfall. Whatever they're called. I forget. Because they don't work with the Alliance, and therefore I don't care. Um... But then you see everybody you've helped, essentially, and you go and integrate with them through all your different artifact quests. But it's still a pocket, and we yes, we are eventually fighting the Legion, but the story of the entire place could have been held more together. 
better. And then they made essentially the Broken Isles uh, uh, a daily quest hub. Yay! <laughs> it's. I mean, that's it's why Warlords of Draenor. We always knew the credible threat was the Iron Horde, all the way up until we got to Nan Jungle. They were always there at the at the forefront, and I guess that's the problem when it comes to it because you'll always if. If we're always fighting the Legion, then people are going to turn around and go, oh, it's only been green, we've only fought demons. The same way they did in Warlords, we've only fought orcs, there's too many orcs. Um, and if we were only fighting Naga, and... Because the Naga is a singular race, if we we're only fighting that and Old God minions, then it'd be, it's too much purple. <laughs> it's too under, it's too much water. Yeah. Seven out of ten, too much water. Um... <laughs> Whereas at least with the Horde, you've got a variety of faction races, I guess. I don't know. I'd still prefer... I still think you can write a singular story which can involve many things to fight against. And not just revolve around one... And just have one overarching story. Because you only need to do that to lead into your one raid. Where we know Blizzard aren't going to turn around and do a wrath where we have three different raids open at the beginning of the expansion. We know they're going to focus on one. They might give us a point five of a raid somewhere to lead it into oh push the story forward and do boss raid. I feel after how Crucible of Storms went in terms of the the world first race, it might be a thing. It's going back to the the four chan. One thing that one thing that is interesting is the Thanos and Sylvanas in the in the Forsaken, because yeah. I'm reminded of the two Warmbreaker shorts. I mean, there's three, but I I don't know where Jaina fits in in my analogy, but Azara and Sylvanas are both elves, and I I, I believe I I don't they're the Highborn, aren't they? Highborn elves. Yes, were. <laughs> were yeah, highborn or, elves. They are both no longer highborn elves. Azara wanted power. I'm trying to decide what Sylvanas wants. She she wants to protect her people. Yeah, which is which was the mainstay of her character once she became the Forsaken leader. Her her ambition and her goal was always to be: How do I protect the Forsaken? How can I how can I elongate the Forsaken life? Because once they die, that's it. They're dead. And there's always the degradation of her people against the outsider race of everybody else who dislike the unliving and then there's just the fact that they just fall apart that's why i believe it was uh before the storm as well where we actually had specific characters that were talking about how much effort goes into repair uh the forsaken as they yeah. as yeah. their bodies degrade and but, there was yeah. a, a quest in the Horde side. Or no, it was either the Horde or the Alliance. It might have been the Alliance side. In BFA, where you have a Forsaken with you. And that Forsaken is trying to go back to their family. And the family just turns their back on them. So that storyline is... Yeah, that was um, part of the Horde war campaign. Towards the end of it. about And it was about the Sea Sage Selic. Okay, yes. So I'm wondering if all this stuff could be leading to Nazoth is telling, or even Zalatas, somebody's telling Sylvanas, 
we can save your people with this power. Kind of give them give them what they think that they want. I, I'm just entirely possible. The the problem is, is that we don't know Sylvanas's motive. Like yeah. The the big the big thing. Well, uh, the only person who knows Sylvanas's motive is Sylvanas, and it's Nathanos. Um, the only thing we know of Sylvanas's motive is what we've been told through the book and how the story goes. The beginning of Before the Storm, she says that she's after Stormwind. She wants Stormwind, and her motive, like her motive through Legion, was to get more Valkyr. Because she's lost some over the course of the story when it was rewritten in Cataclysm. And obviously we've taken out another one now. I think she's down to like one or two left now. That sounds right. Yeah, I think. Um, but she still struck a deal with Hellia. This is the thing. And even though we defeated Hellia, as we all know, what's dead cannot die. Yeah. So, Hellier is most likely still alive somewhere. We're not going to be just taking out Titan artifacts every like straight away like that. She might be in the Shadowlands. She might yeah. be in the Shadowlands. It's interesting to know. It's interesting to think where the story could go. Yeah. This is this is the thing. Uh, we've got a little bit of time left, so. Why don't we talk about the the PTR stuff that came out this week? Have you two both been on top of the PTR stuff? A little bit, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. What, what have you seen so far, Alan? Well, the Morgan models, obviously. <laughs> I really, like, at first when they were shown to us, I was like, eh, it might work. But the more I see the pictures come out and stuff, the more I realize that they are amazing and well done, and I'm very happy about them. If you have time... Go and check out. It's they're, they're two very short videos by Mr. GM TV. Mm -hmm. He does Worgen and the Goblin model comparisons. He talks mm. about how the Worgen ones are a lot different in terms of uh, more so than the Goblins. But uh, there's a couple of male specific uh, looks that are different. Like there's one where it's a scarred face and a scarred muzzle. Ooh. Uh, on the male one and the female one there's not a lot of changes but like they look a lot better than what they were it looks so much so, better oh my gosh uh, yeah if you go and check out uh, yeah, the two short videos Mr. GM TV uh, some good stuff over there anything else you've caught from the PTR? of course there's the whole uh, level scaling for dungeons uh, uh, party sync yes? yes 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 which and you know, me, of course, being all about the dungeons, that's a big deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It gives you a lot of chance to, to play with new people you bring into the game, especially with Recruit a Friend coming as well. Yeah. Party Sync is something I'm interested in because essentially when they first introduced time walking a long time ago, they were talking about how we could go back to all the old dungeons and Party Sync seems to be the first time that we can actually do that outside of the weekly gem itself. Nomergon. Oh, He's so excited to go to Nomergon. <laughs> I mean, no, it's no surprise, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fraz, I've told you before, the only time you're going to go back to Nomergon is when you go and pull the plug so that all the water can go and get drained into Nomergon. It's the only way you can cleanse that place is by washing it. Okay. 
Hey, I, I've always said, give the leopard gnomes to the horde. They can have them. They've got them. Short green people, they're called goblins. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Party Sync is very interesting. As someone who's played Final Fantasy fourteen, the dungeon finder there is a little bit more robust. Um, and basically you can queue for normal dungeons and it basically scales the character down for the top end of the the dungeon basically and scales your abilities down and everything else um so it's it's an interesting little thing so i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to see how wow seems to integrate it i imagine you'll what they'll do is they'll have a level bracket for the dungeons and then you'll be it they'll add another drop down for like a queue for a normal dungeon or a queue for an expansion level dungeon randomly and then it will scale you down to that i'm hoping that will be a random thing added to lf lfr lfd i would imagine so because i think my my guess is that if you want to just go in for transmog and obliterate the place you can still run in yeah but if you want to do the level scaling version with a friend or something i would imagine that you can just queue because that would be you know a quality of life kind of thing that blizzard absolutely uh, so. the, the easiest thing they need to do is, I, I guarantee you, to to get people to queue into a, an LFD dungeon where it will party sit, where it will level sync you to any dungeon, put a a daily time walking reward for extra badges per day, That'd and be cool. if you queue into it, then you can you have a chance at the time walking mount to drop. Oh gosh, I still like need the, I still need that dragon. No, I, I do too. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I am looking forward to the fifteenth anniversary. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be so much fun. Um, they pretty much date. Uh, we knew we knew that the the anniversary box was coming and everything else like that for the fifteenth anniversary. We know all the goodies, although apparently some guys in the Spew Fire Discord have only just realized it's a thing. I noticed that today. I had a bit of a giggle considering myself <laughs> and Frasley have been talking about it for months. Um, go and check out the Spew Fire Discord, by the way. I'm sure Frasley likes throwing out links every now and again. Um, the raids that they're going to do to get earn yourself a little Deathwing mount. One of these. One of these little boys. One of these little boys. <laughs> oh, it looks so shiny. Do you know what? It's one of the only Funko Pops I really enjoy the like the look of because it's so nice. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's it's three three different wings of three bosses. Um, whether or not some of the later ones have their heroic abilities, but it's three from TBC, it's three from Wrath, and it's three from Cataclysm. I'm trying to remember these off the top of my head so I don't have to open up a tab for um wow head with all the info but i believe i believe tbc is kalthas vash i don't want to say illidan because we already have black temple i don't know but for wrath it's hiking the unclean for some reason instead of uh Kel'thuzad. it's um <laughs> lich king and it's someone else i can remember two or three all the time so a new barack. A new barack. Thank you. Which means I, sh yeah, oh, I'm not looking forward to that on heroic. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching people just take shadow traps to the face on Lich King though. That'll be funny. 
So it looks like it was Kael'thas, Lady Vosh, and Archimonde. Oh, hi, Chow Archimonde. People are not going to use their Tears of the Ancients and hit the floor. That's and then hilarious. Hygen, Anu, Reklich King. And then for Cataclysm, Cho'Gal, Nefarian, and Ragnaros. The Nefarian fight is going to be interesting. I'm surprised they're putting Ragnaros in, considering we're getting time walking Firelands when that next comes around in December. Yeah, I think they may have been going more for just those iconic fights. You know, those memory ones. I mean, Hygen the Unclean, you know, it was a lot of about the, the safety dance. Yeah. For that achievement, that was a big dance. thing. You know, Lich King, obviously. So here's the thing I want to I wanna put to you about this as well, because anyone that's listened know I'm pretty big on the Infinite Dragonflight. As, yeah. as an idea, as a premise, and everything else. Every time they bring back Time Walking, they bring back a raid to come with it. And they put in a story where the Infinite Dragonflight are tampering with it. So with Black Temple, yes, we got Black Temple because Illidan came back. And it was an idea to get the, the Warglaves for Demon Hunters and everything else. But they were going to... Ch the idea was the Infinites were going to change the plans for their assault on the demon homeworld to make it so that they Illidan would have more strength to win at the Black Temple with Alduar it was about I believe the idea was so that um, Yogg-Saron wouldn't, wouldn't temper with the Titans and everything else or with the Watchers and obviously with the Firelands it's going to be about not tampering with the Firelands yeah, I don't know until we get the quest, but it's right, like yeah. with Chromie, these these apparently are going to be accessible through the Canons of Time, which means either Chromie's down there, but that means it's obviously time walking to an extent. What does it mean? Does it mean that if the Infinites are going to be playing around with these different raids, essentially, is it going to be the original raids with an infinite mix that might mess around with the fight? Or are they just going to be... Well, they're not going to be upscaled, but will be downscaled to them. Because I don't think they'll do another 40-man molten core in current gear where nobody knows how to do mechanics. They might. You never know. They might do. <laughs> yeah, that'll be really interesting to see. For sure. I don't know. Use the TARDIS sound effect. If you watch Doctor Who, do you know what a TARDIS sound effect is? Yeah, I, I just could not play because I don't know if they have the copyright to it, so I was just going... Uh -huh, <laughs> BBC's not a company I want to mess with. Oh, yeah. I live in the UK. The BBC's not much anymore. Um, so we're obviously going to get Infinite messing around with Firelands as well. But oh, I was going to mention something else about Time Walking as well, and it, it escapes my brain right now. I don't know. I would much rather not just have to redo the fights again, because I look at each one of those fights and I go, I know full well that Vash is going to be a pain in the ass by throwing an item, the isotope. I know full well that Kael'thas is going to kill people because that fight is 15, 20 minutes long. Back on content, that was. Uh, Archimond, people aren't going to remember to use Tears of the Ancients. They'll probably make that an extraction button now. Yeah. Um, Hygen is simple. I don't know I don't know why they've done Hygen instead of Kelfazad. I honestly don't. Maybe because it's more iconic because of the safety dance? I don't know. But Anubarak, 
if it's got the heroic mechanic where it's got the leeching um leeching ability and you can't and the healers can't heal so much because otherwise you heal a nubarak that's going to yeah. throw people off shadow traps and the actual plague to handle properly people oh, won't gosh. do that properly on nope. lich king um cataclysm Chogao was a joke except on heroic where the last phase was actually really difficult i believe i too healed that back in the day same with raggy as well nefarian was a fun fight but people yeah. are go people are yeah. gonna stumble in phase two of that fight where they've got to separate to the three pillars to take down the three mobs and they won't get the interrupts off and what was the last one you said sorry Chogal, uh, Chogal, Nefarian, and Ragnaros. Ragnaros heroic. Gee, I'm we're, I'm looking forward to everybody talking about Raggy with legs again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see them because it's the idea is that it's Chromie's memory, mm. but I can see them potentially either just keeping the fight as is, just for sentimental reasons. But I can also see, you know, kind of like you were saying, having the infinite like mess with it but also find a way to kind of you know have nods to the original but have it twisted somehow i can i can absolutely see how it's easier to to scale the fight for gear and replay the fight i absolutely get that but even with the way that current stats and current abilities work the fights are still gonna be a joke in terms of how everything works now compared to what it was back then Especially considering that Kael'thas with all the legendary weapons will be mildly entertaining if that's still a thing. Especially right. having to take down his entourage in a specific way. Yeah, I would, yeah. I'd much prefer to, to see stuff where the infinites get involved. Like, take, look at Hyjal, for example. Like, every, every, every dungeon in the Caverns of Time was there which had infinites messing around with the timelines and they actually got involved in the dungeons but then we got the mount hijal raid and it was just literally replaying the warcraft 3 campaign and the infinites didn't get involved at all even though they were apparently there what's the point in having the infinites if then if we don't see them make their appearance in these actual raids and actually play around with it yeah like all, all they're essentially doing is they're sitting there at the in the background of things, and they're just playing with how things work. I don't know. It's just me. I, I just be interesting. Have a new fight rather than replay the old ones again. Yeah, yeah. Definitely agree. I enjoyed that with the crummy stuff, and like the oh that that thing like oh her campaign you, thing in back yeah. In... Many deaths of crummy. Yeah. Was that a Legion, yeah. that a Legion yeah. thing? Yeah. That felt so long ago. Right. I know. <laughs> Only about a couple years ago, really. I mean, if you think about it, just last year we had the Warbringer stuff. I mean, it, it's it's really not that long ago in all of our timeline, but it feels like so long ago. It's interesting. I want more, basically, rather than just a rehash fight, is all I'm saying. It's I'd not. Say, it's not like Blizzard don't have the resources to do it. What if they do two types for the newbies like me who have not done it, the original fight, but then like the hardcore, the hard mode in Mechagon, there's then an alternative version that you could do. It would be because some of these fights 
when I'm hearing about some of these raids and uh, on Dungeon Fables, I want to relive those at current content. Like, I love going to the Black Temple. I've not done Old War yet, but I love being able to go through stuff. I'm excited for, for Firelands to be able to see them as stuff at current level and experience what it was like. Because some of these things sound really cool. I, I, here's, here's the thing about that and how time walking works. Time walking as a concept, really good. Being able to have a choice to go and do these dungeons as current content, really good idea. The fact it's not available all the time is the downer point about time walking. I, there's no reason it can't be an option. Oh, I'll just toggle this and I'll go do it. And then they can have a time walking week where they go, oh, it's time walking wrath. Go do these. You'll get an extra reward this week. You know, give me the option to queue into it. We've got it's That'd a drop down cool. menu for a reason. Let people queue into but I wonder, it. I wonder if there wouldn't because I, I, I know there would be a small bit of player base who would be all about that. But I'm wondering if there would be enough to make it so those queues aren't insanely long. The queues are already insanely long anyway. Right, but if if there wasn't like a enough of a reward to draw people to time walking if it was available all the time. Yeah. I don't know if there would I be mean, enough player interest. Even if you take the mounts out of it, there is one, two, three, four, five five mounts you can buy with time walking coins at 5,000 apiece let alone the one that can drop which has a chance to drop per boss there's about three to four toys per expansion yeah that's without adding classic dungeons to the mix as well in terms of time walking right right which we might get with party sync anyway it's i think there could be a draw for it but what they might have to do is when it's not a specific week, maybe just have time walking as one big queue where you can just queue into and you get any of the time walking dungeons from any of that them. work. Because then that would lessen the queue rather than have like a massive drop down. Right. But my point about time walking, which before I got massively off track as I normally do, is even by time walking the dungeon you still don't get the feeling of what it was on content and a lot of this is because of how the classes have changed in 10 12 14 15 years there's a lot of stuff especially especially in the classic to cataclysm time specifically there uh where certain abilities got nullified by certain possibilities got nullified by certain player abilities and certain, uh, certain classes had a way to defeat certain things. With time walking, you have to kind of be like, well, I've got this. You do Heroic TBC dungeons, you had to have CC. You go into a time walking TBC dungeon, they're all heroic difficulty. You don't need to CC anything. You just literally right. nuke everything down. And it's the same with the raids. Like... Uh, I mean, you've been lucky enough that essentially TBC dungeons, I think with the, uh, sorry, TBC raid, with the exception of Gorefiend and Mother Shiraz in TBC on content, all of them were big walking walking uh, dummies that you could just hit with a stick. Gorefiend required actual tactics. Shiraz required you to move away and, and handle a debuff. Illidan was essentially multiple dummies that you could hit. There was... 
True, you had to have a clothy tank for one part of it to do a specific thing, but you don't even need that now In if you go to time walking. And um, what's the Wrath? Ulduar. The hard modes are still there, and the way to activate them is still a thing, but you don't need a tactic for it at all. Like, a good example is Freya. Is it Freya? Yeah, Freya. You actually had to hide underneath the mushrooms to avoid the silence and everything else. You had to kite her away. You had to deal with the ads in a specific way. You just nuke her into the floor. Like, and it's it's difficult to say that if you want to enjoy a raid as it is, you need to go and do it in its current form. Because that's the only real way you, you experience the difficulty and everything else. But that's not for everything, everybody. And I don't suggest that people that don't want to deal with the people like me in an organized raid or anything else i don't absolutely suggest that you do that you know you you need to play the game to your limited time scale and how you want to yeah. play it and i have to argue i have to argue this every day in mechagon people fly to rares and they do rares in mechagon and nashtatar some people don't call out some people have automated mods to do the call outs for rares but you're under no obligation to call out that rare to anybody. You know? I'm there. I've got a limited time scale. I want to get my Mechagon stuff done in 30 minutes. I want to go to Nashatar, get that done in 30 minutes. If I want to farm a specific rare for drops like I'm doing at the moment, I'll sit there in my spare time and I'll camp it. Well, I can kill that on my own. I've got no obligation to tell other anybody else. Now... Does that degrade the, the point of teamwork and trying to build a community? Maybe a little bit. But then, why is one person... Unless I'm in a, a dungeon group or a raid with you. Yeah, I'm in an obligation to work with you to try and get X activity done. But if it's a single player activity and you can get something out of it, join if you can get there. Hell, I'll get this mod and I'll install it. But I'm under no obligation to stop hitting buttons hard. Because I've got other things to do as well. And my time frame on the single player part shouldn't be derivative of how what everybody else wants to do. You know? Yeah. It's a personal thought. People feel differently. And everybody else. But those are the people who don't care about teamwork. But care because they can't get to something. You know? There are those people that want the glory of that reward, but because they didn't get there fast enough, because they're doing their own thing on the other side of the island, which they value more important than, say, killing Rust Feather for a chance at the mount. That's their own thing. It takes less than 30 seconds to fly across Mechagon on a 310% speed mount. Unless you're trying to avoid the aerial. So that's the only that doesn't make a difference. Going. You can outpace that. You can hit the ground and just take off again. It resets the stacks. Okay. It, well, I never do that. I just feel like it takes a little bit longer. So. Or just get the mount from Mechagon and you can ignore that entirely, that debuff, because it doesn't target you if you're in that mount. That's true. That's true. So, so I'll have that probably next expansion when I when I solo hard mode because you just go in and, and, and no one will be a Mechagon. <laughs> Or is that two expansions from now? No, no. I'm actually thinking if you can solo it. You you can't solo hard mode Mechagon because of King Mechagon. This Phase, expansion. Fa fa no, at all. 
Phase 2 of that fight requires you to have somebody in melee with the boss. And to do hard mode, you have to be away from melee to hit four buttons. <laughs> He's looking have... this up now. You you have friends, Frasley. I'm sure you could bring a few friends with you. Okay, because I, I keep trying to get people to get me to go to, to, to with me to Novagon for that that leper gnome toy. There's a toy I still that need you to get. get. That. See, Pete, can, can we can we can we go, please? Sure. Please. When are you going to transfer to the EU realms? Ah, Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an annoying thing. I mean, yes. uh, the, the chat the chat's talking about flying, but Mechagon as an example, you've got jetpacks, which yes. you can craft. They're a thing. You can make them. Like, and they they actually give you three ten percent flying speed as well. I don't have to rub your nose. Do you know what, Mikey? I, I honestly feel that sometimes when I talk about what we've done in Warcraft in a given week, I honestly feel like it's a humble brag on my part because I do so much. Uh, it's um, it's a thing. But uh, there's lots of things with PTR. Um. We've had new models for Rathian. We've had models for Kalia. We've had models for Rokan. No, is it Rokan? Goodness, I can't remember his name now. Yeah, uh, Rakan? Zakan. Zakan. Zappy Boy. Yes. Um, yes. And there was one more new model that we actually had. Kalia, Rathian. Chromie, I think, got a new model. No. I hear that. She's, she, she's had a new model since the gnomes had the new model. Yeah. But, um, didn't she get a new one when she did the scenario, or am I just thinking of... They updated her gear. Okay. Oh, okay. That's what it is. I'm trying to find it. There's been so many updates on Wowhead. Ah, uh, Valera. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Valeria Sangra, her model is actually more akin to how she's portrayed in Hearthstone at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, cool stuff in which is, which it's still the original model. It's upscaled, but the way her model looks is interesting. The interesting thing I like about Kalia, her model is brilliant. They've, they've obviously gone in a certain direction for Lightforged uh, Undead. But if you actually look at the her shoulder plates, it's actually got the Lordaeron symbol on there. Here, I'm 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 eager to see what they're going to do with her storyline. I think I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be like a side story. It's going to be interesting to see if they move her out of the the Netherlight uh, the Netherlight Temple as well. And Leowild's bringing up that Volpira have altered models. They had more bones added to their skeletons. I see Volpira being a thing that comes that, that comes in because there's so many things are happening with Volpira now that it's not just a accidental code here and there. I mean, there's enough stuff. I think they're gonna they're they're gonna put it in to tide us over till the next expansion. There is a lot of hints about Volpira coming to the game. Yeah. yeah. Volpira are getting an altered model because their skeleton is based on the goblin model. So, because the goblins are getting updated skeleton models, it means the Volpira get the updated skeleton models. Um, their skin is pretty much high res enough as it is at the moment anyway. Um, that's just technically what it is. There's been lots of hints about them becoming an allied race. I want them to be an. I want them to be the second neutral faction because if Ally, if Alliance don't get it, I'll be annoyed. But I completely understand why the Horde would get Volpira. Oh yeah, as, it makes sense that the Horde would get mm, it. 
Yeah, because I mean, as as Lobos pointed out, the the alliance has been. But you have to remember that. Yes, absolutely, I agree. But you have to remember that it also means that the the Gilblins also get an updated model because they're based on goblins as well. And what is the two small factions that the that everybody works with in seven point two? The Horde have got the Gilblins. And the Alliance have got Mechanomes. Ooh. <laughs> but I still go to my thing that... What if we get... To, okay, because I, I, I still want Mechanomes just to be a part of Gnome. I don't want to race change to Mechanomes. No, yeah, no. I absolutely much prefer it to be a, a customization akin to the Night Elf Warrior type stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. The same way that if we ever get Lightborn Forsaken, it would be cool to have to just be something that they could choose to do. There was a small actual change as well to your character select screen, which hasn't been widely reported on in 8.2.5. Instead of showing what... So currently, the, the character select screen shows the character name, the level, your character race, and your character class. Soon it's going to be changing to the name of your character, the level, and the class. And on the far right of that character selection screen, it's going to have the Alliance or Horde symbol showing on your thing. A lot of people have come to the speculation that this is because with the way the story is heading, and um, it's going for a united faction like so much, but there'll still be a Horde and Alliance divide for the sake of story. Yeah. That people think that you can choose any faction and align yourself to alliance or horde which would be i mean that would make a lot of sense because i i've seen other mmos do that i i i, I believe everquest unless i'm, unless I'm thinking i'm totally wrong uh, i haven't played everquest so i wouldn't be able to tell you but it's it's interesting the way it could go and then it also means that allied races become essentially customization tools for say well void elves are playing off the blood elf model nightborn are playing off the night elf model uh, what else have we had as an allied race uh, magkar orcs are a customization option for normal orcs and everything else it's it just becomes a thing because then you can just choose your faction and you can it's it's an interesting way of looking at things and i by golly absolutely love to have all of like horde based characters on an alliance faction and all on one thing yeah and it would make it also would explain why allied races seems to be so different than regular races i mean starting at level 20 being its own little thing that was a temporary thing that until they were able to move the story along to be like okay they're just part of part of who you are and yeah. again some of this is theory theorizing that's, oh, that's one thing that that's what we like I, I, yeah and <laughs> i love this show because it, it goes into theories it gets me all excited i mean it, it, the only, only bad thing is it's like a, it's like a kid before christmas and when you finally get christmas like i wanted that and i got that's that um before we wrap up the show um i asked Jin this when he was last on ali where would you like the story to go for 8.3 and beyond what is your ideal thought that you'd like the game to go that is a great question. I want to know more about... I mean, at least slightly biased. I want to know more about what Zalatath is up to, because mm -hmm. I, I, my main is a priest. 
So I spent a lot of time with her in Legion. That was, that was good times. Um, <laughs> yep. No, I'd agree with that. Right. Yeah. I want to see... And I know we're going to see this, so I'm, I know it's not like too crazy, but like I'm eager to see what that bridge is going to be between where we are now and the next expansion. And I think... I think we're going to see a lot of what Savannah's is up to. We're going to start seeing a little bit, a little bit of her motive. And I think we're going to see before the end, some, some strife in the Alliance because I think that's know, essentially Anduin, given. Anduin yeah. refused to help Tyrande. So, you know, she went like, there's going to be more of that storyline before the end. I think. Yeah. I think it will be a, a big push in the next expansion i think um especially if we go towards the whole united faction thing and everybody works more together i think absolutely that strife that you're talking about could be a thing so yeah yeah any thoughts on what you'd like for an expansion there's been a lot of bloody leaks and everything else but what would you like expansion wise for the story to go i definitely want to see more all gods and i think it's going in that way I think it's going to be a nice potential transition if we do if if Shadowlands is a thing. I think that we will be hitting up the current Lich King, Bolvar, to help us with that somehow. I don't know how yet, but he's going to be involved somehow. I just know it. And I think because it's also going to involve old gods I think we're going to go find Rathion over on the Dragon Isles. And that will be a thing as well. Which is a cool thing because, uh, Pete, I don't know if you know one thing about Ali. We we both interviewed John Stats uh, who talked about the Dragon Isles. So it's 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 fun with that that, that we interviewed him. And like, John was like, it probably might not happen because the, the models and all that. But it, and now it's cool to see. It could happen. Well, I, I asked him if if they would use because he worked on it, like it was fleshed out and everything, yeah. and then they scrapped it. And so I asked him, like, would they use your work, like what you did with that? And you know, he said no, like it was just well, that was work, so long ago. Is, and... The work is still there, though. Like the right. I, the idea of the Dragonlands, uh, Dragonlands, the Dragon Isles is set so deeply in the lore of the game. We know they're a yeah. thing. They've, it's, all, it's they've always been rumored. They've been referenced in BFA content several yeah. times. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't go there in the next expansion, we'll go there eventually. I uh, think we're going to. I think it's the thing. Um, especially as, you know, as we keep progressing with the Heart of Azeroth and build our own little dragon soul around our neck. Um, yeah. I have and a feeling. Rathion and Rathion got an updated model, apparently. So. Oh, yeah. Looks like Jason Momoa. Uh, and all everybody who writes Anduin X Rathian fanfics went wild. <laughs> I don't blame them yeah. because, I mean, wow, Rathian. Ooh. Yeah. But yes, that has been a, a rather longer than normal episode of uh, Stories Around Azeroth. Uh, we got a little bit too deep into PTR and speculation and everything else, but spoil ourselves and we spoil you with a bit of a longer episode. My thanks to our special guest, Ali from Dungeon Fables. Ali, if they don't know you from around the internet, where can they find you and your work? 
Well, you can find the show Dungeon Fables at DungeonFables.com or on Twitter at DungeonFables. Or you can find me on Twitter at AliAndersK. Or you can hear me every week on All Things Azeroth. Brilliant stuff. Mr. Frasley, where can they find you around the internet? I'd say uh, you can find me every week at gnomepodcast.com and uh, Ali, I'm, I'm pointing to over here because Ali's over here, will actually be on tomorrow's, uh, no, by the time this is out, will be on the episode that just came out <laughs> of Frazzlecast. So we had we, we had all things Azeroth on the Frazzlecast. It was, it was an awesome time. So you, you can find it there. And then for everything else, Frasley.com. So I, I like to give that because then if I ever get punted off of Twitter, then I've got a place of my own. And you're a gnome, so that you know, makes sense. Yeah. Getting punted anywhere as a gnome. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Titan's Creed for my main account. You can find me at Gaming Phoenix if you don't want to listen to any of my random babble and would just like the gaming stuff. You can find uh, this cast on YouTube uh, in vidcast form in youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. You can find me on Twitch five to seven days a week at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. I stream Warcraft. I stream various games as well and if you just want to come and chat bollocks feel free to otherwise from myself and my lovely co-hosts thank you very much for watching and or listening depending on where you found us and we will see you again next time for some more lore general natter about warcraft bollocks thank you very much for watching ladies and gentlemen until next time as Frasley likes to say be awesome be awesome indeed ladies and gentlemen take care